kids, I'm Bill Allerton from Urban Tiger Radio, deep in the concrete jungle heart of Sheffield, United Kingdom. And with me here today, as she is every day, is Nelly, <coughs> the Urban Tiger. I hope you're enjoying these stories that I will continue to bring you, but don't worry if you are enjoying them, there are quite a few left yet. It will be a while before we get to the end of them. So, I'm Bill Allerton from Urban Tiger Radio, and this is your next story, coming right up now. The Dogged Detective by Faria, Suhail and Usman It started out like any ordinary school morning, but when Sue, the teacher, sent for the register, it could not be found. All the children were sat in front of her in the quiet room, waiting for their names to be called. Sue looked at them and said, This is a mystery. I don't know where the register is, and so I can't call your names. And if I can't call your names, I shall not know who you are. The children all laughed at this, except for one little girl who sat in the corner with a very deep secret smile on her face. Her name was Faria, and she was holding inside her a very deep secret. You better all go out into the playground until I find the register, then I shall know who you are, said Sue. Uh, uh, you there, she pointed to a boy near the door. You, you go first. The children all trooped out into the playground, delighted to be out in the sunshine instead of in the stuffy classroom. Two of the boys, Usman and Suhail, were leaning against the wire fence and arguing about football when Suhail felt something poke through the fence and touch his leg. When he looked down, he could see a dog's paw scratching at him. The dog was small and wiry-haired like a Jack Russell terrier. It was all white except for two black ears, the tips of which flopped forward to give him a very, very cheeky look. Around its neck was a large white bag. Suhail rushed to the gate and opened it. The dog stepped carefully through, then quickly turned and pushed the gate closed. That's clever, said Usman, as the dog jumped up in the air and slid the bolt across with one swift paw. The dog gave a little bow with its front legs and barked once. Shush, shush, said Suhail. If the teacher hears you, she will put you back outside. The dog reached into the bag over its shoulder and took out a camouflaged helmet, the kind that soldiers wear, and put it on. Keeping very low to the ground, it crept stealthily into the bushes and disappeared. Where's it gone? asked Usman. Oh, it's hiding, said Suhail. Let's play football. They went into the middle of the playground and joined in the game with some other boys. Behind them, the dog crept back out of the bushes and took off the hat. 
Placing it back in the bag, he took out a football shirt and slipped it over his head, and raced out to join the game. With his nose, he caught the ball in mid-air, twisted, ran and turned and scored three goals before anyone realised that he wasn't just another little boy. Just at that moment, Sue came out and shouted for them all to come inside. "'What shall we do with him?' asked Suhail. But by then, the dog had already reached into the bag and put on a baseball cap. When he stood up on his hind legs, he was the same height as Usman. Usman said, he can come in with us. If Sue can't call the register, she'll not notice. Back in the quiet room, they all sat down and Sue said, if I can't call out your names, you will have to call them out. And I will have to remember them. I'll start on the front row. Just shout out your names and I'll try to remember them. The call went around the first three rows, with everyone saying their name, and Sue making little notes on a sheet of paper so she could count them up later, until it came to Usman and Suhail's turn. They both said their names and hoped Sue would not notice the dog. But she did. She looked over the top of her glasses and said, That boy there, with the cap on, are you here? Ruff, said the dog. Sue wrote it down on her piece of paper. If you have a sore throat, she said, you should have stayed at home. How are you feeling? Ruff, said the dog. All right, said Sue. But if you don't feel any better by lunchtime, I'll send for your mother. How is your mother? Ruff, said the dog. I'm sorry to hear that, said Sue. Perhaps your whole family has the cold too. She put down her piece of paper and said, Right, children, if I can't remember who you are, I can't give you new tasks to do. So we'll talk about yesterday instead. Who remembers what happened yesterday? I do, miss, said Suhail. A carpenter came to talk to us. That's right, said Sue. And what did he do? He showed us how he shaped the wood, miss, said Usman. What did he use? asked Sue. Sandpaper, said Suhail. What's sandpaper like? asked Sue. Rough, said the dog. Brilliant, said Sue. And what part of the house did he make with the wood? The roof, said the dog. I can see you were paying attention, said Sue. You're the brightest boy in the class. And now you can all go outside to play again while I keep looking for the register. And all this time, Faria had sat silently with a deep, secret smile on her face. "'Wait a minute,' said Sue. "'The boy with the sore throat. you better stay inside and help me look.' Suhail and Usman dashed out of the door first, in case they were found out for bringing the dog into the school. "'Now then,' said Sue, when they'd all gone and it was quiet, "'where shall we look first? The dog took off the baseball cap and put it away in his bag. Oh, said Sue, startled, the dog, who let you in? The dog gave a little bow, and took out from his bag a detective's hat called a deerstalker, and a little brown pipe that he clenched between his side teeth. He took out a large magnifying glass, and bent down close to the carpet to look for clues. I have a better idea, said Sue, and she led the dog over to the place where the register was always kept. Sniff here, and see if you can pick up the scent with your very clever nose. The dog sniffed all around the spot, 
sat up, scratched behind an ear with his paw, then bent down again to the place beside the blackboard. Suddenly his ears shot up straight and he barked once. Woof! He reached into his bag and took out a cowboy hat that he put on before dashing outside. In the playground, he ran round and around the children until they were all huddled together in a small circle. Barking at their ankles, he nudged them all back inside. Once inside, he put the detective's hat back on, then went around them all to get a good, long sniff at each one. When he got to Faria, he barked twice. Faria was scared now. The deep secret she was keeping did not feel so comfortable any more. But after taking a good, long second sniff at her, the dog left her alone and went sniffing around the floor. Suddenly, its ears shot straight up again as if it had found the scent it had been looking for. It followed a meandering trail across the floor until it came to a stop at the foot of a very tall cupboard. It took off the detective hat and put it away. From out of the bag it took a small round red hat called a fez. It looked like an upturned flower pot with a little black tassel dangling from the centre. The dog put on the hat and took out a tin whistle and a long piece of rope. It then sat down with the whistle between its teeth and began to play. It was a strange tune with notes that swayed and wavered, and, as it played, the rope swayed and wavered into the air, as if someone was pulling it upwards, but there was no one there. The children were amazed. Sue could not believe her eyes. When the rope stood straight up in the air, the dog stopped playing. He took off the fez hat and put on a turban made of pale cream silk. He wrapped his paws around the rope and climbed quickly to the top. Once there, he took hold of a bright red folder that was on top of the cupboard and climbed back down. My register, said Sue. How did he get up there? The dog took the register across to Faria and held it out to her. She took it from him and passed it to Sue. I'm sorry, Sue, she said. Her face looked really sad now that she no longer had a deep secret, and even more sad that she'd been found out. Why did you hide it? asked Sue. Because, said Faria in a sorrowful voice, because you never remember our names. Why does that make you sad? asked Sue. Because that means we are only just names in a register, and I think I'm more than that. How do you mean? asked Sue. I'm really a person, said Faria. If you can't remember my name, then you will never remember who I really am. Just a minute, said Sue, and she kept the register closed and put it behind her on a desk. She stopped and searched inside her head for the memory of all those names she had written down this morning. I know, she said, and she pointed at each of the children in turn. Faria, Usman, Suhail, until she had remembered and named every child in the class. Just as she had finished, there was a tap at the door. Sorry, Sue, it was the school secretary, but there's a man here from the Caribbean Circus, something about a missing dog? Send him in, said Sue. 
A man came into the quiet room and stood there clutching a soft felt hat in his hands. Have any of you seen my dog? he asked. He is very small but very clever and he is a master of disguise. If he sat down amongst you I would not be able to tell him from one of you. What is his name? asked Sue. His name is Floss, said the man. Suhail, said Sue. Here, miss, said Suhail. Usman, said Sue. Here, miss, said Usman. Faria, said Sue, ticking off the register. Here, miss, said Faria. Floss, said Sue. Ruff! Oh, said the man. My lovely dog, where have you been? And he picked up the dog and cradled him in his arms, while the dog snuggled against him lovingly. I thought I'd never see you again. We didn't know where he came from, said Suhail. But he has been a big help to us. Did you know, said the man, that this is the world's most clever dog? He is interested in everything, and has sat and listened to the greatest minds in the world today. Then how did he come to be lost? asked Usman. We were packing the van, said the man, and he got out to investigate a nearby lamp post. I must have forgotten him as I drove off. I can't thank you enough for finding him. Here are some free tickets for the next time my circus comes to town. He handed them all a free ticket, and they came outside to wave goodbye to Floss as the man drove him away in the van. Faria came up to Sue and held her hand. I'm sorry I was naughty, she said. You weren't. Not really, said Sue. It's not naughty to want to be more than just a name in a register. I know now that a name is more than just a name. That it's a reminder of who and of what we are, and everything else about us, and that without it, it's hard to tell us all apart. And from that day, Sue never forgot another. Down the road, the circus man bounced and jostled from one pothole to the next. The circus things inside were swayed from side to side, and all the pots jangled and clashed. This road is terrible, said the circus man. It's far too... Uh, uh, rough, said Floss. It's true, then, said the man. Being at school does make you clever. Mm -hmm.